This is the I Black Man Podcast, Offensively Black. It's me, it's me, it's M-A-P. Yo, what up? It's your boy, Miles, I'm a Deus Prower, back again with the Offensively Black Eye Black Man Podcast. What's good, y'all? How we doing? How you feeling? What's going on? What's popping? What's percolating? What it is? Hope y'all having a good time and everything is going fine with y'all. The pandemic is ongoing. I apologize if um you hear a little noise in the background. I'm trying to knock these out, you know what I'm saying? A lot of my kids and whatnot is out here annoying the crap out of me. Love them to death. Who is it? It's me, Why are you up here, man? Then why 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 are you upstairs? I saw we go downstairs. Why are you up here? I'm Then wash them downstairs. <sighs> now excuse the noise and stuff in the background. I know I've been saying that for a minute, and uh, you know I'm at home, Dad. You know what I'm saying. So this is what it is. I apologize. I think this is what a week late. Probably by the time it dropped, maybe two weeks late. I apologize. You know what I'm saying. This 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 homeschooling thing is taking a toll. I most much respect to my wife because she do a lot of it and I help out. But yeah. I can't be staying up to four o'clock in the morning and all this chunk. And it's like either I can lower my quality or I could just put them out late. So I'd rather put them out late instead of lowering my quality. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's that. Uh, what's going on with me? Homeschooling, you know, dealing with that with my kids. It's not that bad. All things considered, you know what I'm saying? Um, it could be a lot worse. It's it's cool. Uh, excuse my kids in the background. This shit just infuriate me. I'm trying to perfect this. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, let's keep it moving. So anyway, the homeschooling thing is straight. It's all on the computers. They gave us Chromebooks or whatever. They they good. It's better than nothing. My problem is it's just I get it. They're trying to substitute the classroom time for the screen time. I get it and I overstand. But for me, it'd be more efficient. Just give me the work that y'all want done this week. You know what I'm saying? Give me the work. And I can knock it out and I get back to you like Thursday, Friday, you know what I'm saying? But it don't work that way. So you like, until we got the Chromebooks, we had to use our phones. And I'm pissed because I'm like, nigga, I'm losing my fucking mind sitting here holding my phone while they going through all this shit. Most of it's mute, but I get it. You know, times change. We're in the pandemic. What are you going to do? So we're dealing with that. It's not, um, it's just difficult for everybody. It's not real bad. Just changing me trying to find a system within all these moving parts. To get this shit working, and I'm trying, and we getting there. And I'm trying to find time in the meantime, between time to record. There's so much extra stuff going on now. I'm in the crib. It's like, dog, I can't buy enough fucking soundproofing and shit because, nigga, everything. The kids watching TV. It go upstairs, downstairs, you know. But it, it is what it is, man. So, we here, our Black Man Podcast. Um, what else been going on with me? I don't know. My feelings, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just um, been a weird year. My auntie died. You know, and then after that, pretty much, I had to write off a lot of my family. You know, I mean, you might see some, they, they dead to me, you know. You might see niggas who look like them saying they them, but, you know. But it's just fucked up, you know, a lot of things. And it just got me thinking, dog, because it's just all the niggas I looked up to, you know. It's just end up, it's like you watch them and long enough niggas play they self out. 
And it's like, I don't get mad. Even like the great, you know, all the greats fall. It's no problem with that. You know what I'm saying? When I leave, finally fail. He failed. He got beat up. Old age. It's not a problem. Everybody's number is up. You know what I'm saying? And I can deal with that. But imagine like Ali quitting mid-match. Mid-boxing match. Like, ah, fuck it. I can't do it. You'd rather see Ali get knocked the fuck out. Opposed to quitting. And it's just messed up for me. And it's hard for me to understand. As y'all heard and listened to this, I don't really fuck with a lot of people in my family because I got, I don't want to say I got high standards. I don't. I just think I got bare minimum standards. You know what I'm saying? And I was raised by what I believe to be stand-up guys. You know, niggas stereotypically, you know, uh, that ain't right. I got to say something. Niggas who raised me like, if you got a problem with a nigga, you walk up to that nigga and tell him in his face, I don't like you. Now what? Like a man. You know what I'm saying? But it's just fucking me up, man. I ain't going to really. And it's hard because I don't. I got to be the bigger person. Well, I don't have to be the bigger person. I'm trying to be the bigger person. But I'm petty, you know. I'm petty in the sense that I can air my grievances out on my fucking podcast. And ain't nothing shit nobody can do about it. You know. And, and, and I am being petty. But you guys are like my therapy. You know what I'm saying? And I share my feelings and shit with y'all. In hopes that, you know, you can feel where I'm coming from. You might hear this shit and make you see yourself differently. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, side note, we're going to get back to that. So, niggas, talking to my wife, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try to um try to get this PS5. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to think I'm going to cop it. It's only like 400 Oh, no. Go ahead. As long as, uh, you know, the rent and shit is paid, I don't give a fuck. I'm sure you deserve it. And I was just fucking with her. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, you don't give a fuck. You taking care of shit. Long to rent pay. I don't give a damn. That shit was almost as good as her saying, I'll help you get it. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, I told her I probably ain't. You know, I ain't got um, I ain't got the funds for that. You know, I got five kids. Holidays is coming up. I'm straight. Even though they sold me on that fucking, um, fucking Spider-Man. All oh, that shit was so fucking dope. But, um. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, about, you know, family and shit, you know, damn. Side note, over. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And shit just hurts me. It's like niggas play themselves out, and it's always like, for instance, I, I'm, I'm I'm beefing with my old man a little bit right now. Went over his house, and, well, you know, long story short. It's really interesting because it kind of ties into what I wanted to talk about a little bit. That, like, how black men, and it's like, it's always funny. I learned that shit when I went to see a psychiatrist when I was younger. That nigga was like, based on this shit, you're telling me, yo, Maps has an aversion to trusting black men. Like, they've either whooped his ass or disappointed his ass greatly throughout his life. And looking back, I'm like, damn, the soccer continues. Wu-Tang. You know, and it's like a lot of shit. Like, I was telling you a situation with people in my family and shit, and it's just fucked up that, you know, it's just, I don't want to be sexist. And say a man acts like this, a woman acts like this. But I was raised, and I believe, nigga, a woman deals in her emotions. A man deals in logic. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? Is this how you turn out that uh, cries like a woman? <laughs> what can I do? What can I do? Now, of course, there are women who can do both or vice versa and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? But like my old man used to tell me, nigga, people don't hurt your feelings. You let people hurt your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Be a goddamn man. I learned that shit. Anyway, yeah, it just got me, you know, and I'm with my feelings a little bit. I'm irritable. But like I was saying about uh, earlier, I'm, I'm all over the place. Excuse me. Yo. 
Anyway, so the whole thing is I'm just pissed. It's like people in my family. And it's like I told y'all before. Remember the shit I told y'all about my auntie died and shit. So basically, I'm pissed that all these niggas, all these men failed to show up, you know, when the time was for this because my auntie had passed and we tried to have a meeting and stuff for commemorate her meeting and none of her brothers showed up. All the niggas hold out. All of the niggas hold out. So this was like earlier this year. You know I'm saying around like July or something. So when that happened, and that's why like the last episode I had, I named it Ann's boy because that's me. I'm Ann's boy. My mama is Ann. Okay. My mama was the one in the family that she called shit out. If shit was filed, even if it didn't involve her, she called that shit the fuck out. Niggas was wrong. She told you you was wrong. People didn't like it, but I, I, that's the shit I respect. It's real. You know what I'm saying? And in that same spirit, I'm the nigga to do that same shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's fucked up because I have to be, not petty, I, I have to be not on that bullshit. I'm a grown ass man. I got kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, can't, I can't get it in like I want to. And then again, it's another fucked up thing because it teaches you got to think about it. My friend's dad used to tell me, don't let a stupid nigga trick you into fucking him up. Damn, what the fuck that mean? Shit, stupid nigga, right? Yeah, he gonna do some stupid shit, disrespect you. You gonna have to just think, I gotta kick this nigga's ass. I gotta whoop this nigga's ass, get this nigga together. You whoop that nigga's ass, you go to jail, you lose a couple years of your life, you get out, that stupid nigga still doing the same stupid shit. He ain't gonna learn. Even if you kill that nigga, you went to jail. Ain't nothing, you went to jail for what? Nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what I gotta understand. It's like, it's fucked up because it makes me mad because it's like, you know, you see people falling out in your family and it's like, I get mad because I'm like, nigga, like I said again with the whole thing, people didn't show up for the four fucking Zoom meeting. You know what I'm saying? I look at that shit and it makes me think, what the fuck is all these bonds you've been building for up till this point? Nigga, I'm thinking this is gang gang. You know what I'm saying? Then it really hurts you when you find out. And this is a lot of shit. Now, I'm all you motherfuckers think, oh, that ain't my family. Just keep living. Let the right combination of niggas die. And I'm hoping I'm wrong. I pray to God I'm wrong about y'all. Or whoever hearing this and taking it me and you arguing now. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. But I know for my family what happened. A couple people died. You saying nobody give a fuck about nobody. You know what I'm saying? So you take that shit and then like I apply that shit. Okay, y'all niggas couldn't do that shit for your sister who already gone. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't do that shit for your sister. And on top of that, you couldn't do that shit for your sister's daughter, your niece. So, nigga, you really don't give a fuck about me. So you sit back and you watch. I see how niggas treat other niggas and all the other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember when I was little. Remember niggas who did shit fell out with my mama's, right? My mom, right? But niggas would not say shit to me. And that's what I knew niggas didn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hold on one second. Why are you up here? Because the dog is up here. Hurry up, go. I'm recording. It smells like... I'm recording! <laughs> Alright, man. My bad, dog. Uh, it's just shit with my kids. I had to... I hope it doesn't sound like no dip. But anyway, like I was saying, man, and it's like... I, I, I remember shit from when I was little, like I said, you know, as far as families go. I was on my mama's side, you know what I'm saying? I remember when my cousins, they had moved out of state. And I peeped how before that, we was always getting together every Christmas. Every, every holiday we got together. 
I noticed one family left. Niggas quit coming together. I peeped that shit. Like, damn, we don't hardly get together. Was them niggas the latch? Was these niggas the, you know? And after that, I peeped, you know, and it's like, I'm the kind of nigga, if, it, if I have it, it's always there. If I lose it, it never was. You know what I'm saying? Like, if me and you tight, did we fall out on some whole shit? You never had my back. You never loved me anyway. It was just because I didn't have the right circumstances to find out your true colors. You know, so that had me looking at everybody weird. Still love everybody. I get it. You know, but it got me feeling weird at this time. And I'm like nine, ten years old. You know what I'm saying? It got me looking at shit like, damn, dog. These niggas I'm supposed to fucking die for. Niggas is falling out and shit. But anyway, man, I just, it just got me mad because some shit didn't happen. And I ain't going to put niggas business out there. I'm just saying. And it's just fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers fall for the okie doke. On some punk ass shit. And you know, I don't I don't I don't respect it. You know, I'm not gonna call nobody and do all that shit. I know nobody don't listen to my fucking podcast anyway, so if they ever hear it, they know what it is. I don't respect it. I don't respect it, and you know, but it is what it is. And it's at this point. This is the guy I was just talking to my because, you know, looking at the previous generation, it's really disheartening. You know what I'm saying? Cause just like everybody else, you know, crack came through, ravaged everything. Cracked and made some motherfuckers I really look up to just just crumble. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, some came back, some didn't, and some things once done, you can never see nobody the same way again. And I try to be careful in what I'm saying, and not even what I'm saying, because I know I am not perfect. I point the same finger at other people that I know will be pointed at me one day, and I'm fine with that shit. But anyway, let's segue my little riff in the to some shit that's currently topical. I ain't even topical. This what I really meant to say. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, dealing with some shit. Like I was, uh, I can't remember. I had to keep stopping and going so much. But yeah, um, Kalu situation with my old man. Um, he moved. Not a problem. I don't care. The thing about it was that um, the place that he had lived at was literally the house that I came to from the hospital. My whole life, 37 years, he's lived there. He's just moved. I don't, you know, I'm not mad about that. You know, my sister was the one who felt a certain kind of way, which I truly understand. And the difference between me and her, I find out after all of this, her opinion of him was way higher than what my opinion is of him. And there's nothing wrong with that. We just went through different things. And I had to, for my own protection, have to lower my my expectations of him to protect myself. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're in an abusive relationship. And like, I can't believe Mike Tyson punched me at dinner. I thought that motherfucker had better uh, rules. After a while, I have to learn how to never put shit past you because I need all my teeth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anyway, what, ha- what happened was my father moved. Like I said, I didn't know. I don't care. I don't really. I love my father to death. And it's just I found out when dealing with him. I, I get to, I don't know if y'all can, can you know relate to this. If I get too familiar, you start treating me bad. But if I stay away a long time, it's a big deal when I come back. That makes sense to any of y'all? Well, that's what I found out. So that's that's what works for me, you know. So anyway, he ended up moving, saying he moving y'all. So my sister's like, we should go back to the house and just get a look around. So the last time you can see the house, some things have changed. All right. Me, myself, I don't go. I try not to go over there at all before this because I, as my wife would say, felt a certain kind of way. That used to be my home. It's a whole nother thing. I understand it, even though my father went through great lengths. Lengths. <laughs> in my life to let me know that was his house and not mine. 
And I get that. You know what I'm saying? But long story short, so we in the house looking through shit. I see he got a little. And I'm pretty sure I talked about this in another episode before, but I'm bringing you up to speak. Saw a stack of LPs for you young cats. Those are vinyl. What's vinyl? Vinyl is R. Well, R is whatever. Vinyl is records. You know what I'm saying? Vinyl, you know, like fresh beats. That's what you, you know. But to me, they records. You know what I'm saying? So I saw ratings anytime. Anybody who know me, no matter where I'm at, if I see a stack of records, I don't care whose house I'm at. I don't have to know you. I'm asking you. You want these? I do it all the time. You want these? Nah, I take them. I don't give a fuck if you got the Poker King. If you got some fucking, you could have uh, the KKK Grandmaster Sings R&B. I'll take that. I bet you there's some good samples on there. I'll take all vinyl. I fucking have Nancy Sinatra records. I don't listen to Nancy Sinatra, but I got them. So anyway, I see the records. I'm looking through them. Now, my parents got together. My mama is the reason why I have the good taste and the eclectic and the variety of love of music that I do. My father is a very tunnel vision kind of person. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at these albums and I'm seeing like average white band. Oh, this and that, blah, 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 blah. So I started seeing, you know, my mama's initials was on the album. DK, DK, DK. Now I remember that because when I was younger, um, people, my mama had the same initials as Donkey Kong. And I got really excited. <laughs> so anyway, I see these albums. So I'm taking them, putting them in a the pot. My mama's albums. You ain't even know my mama no more. You don't even like my mama. So yeah, uh, you don't need to hold her albums. So I'm about to take him out. He's like, what you doing? I know. I was like, oh, some albums. So my dad's wife said, oh, my albums. Unless your initials is DK. Oh, those ain't mine. Okay. So my dad, I don't know. And she could have thought, I don't know how she, you know, whatever. I'm not saying she lying to me. Just saying how it was it. So I take the albums. I'm about to try to take some out. And I was going to ask my dad, like, hey, I want all these albums. But I just know you're not going to have a problem with me taking the ones from my mama's initials. You know what I'm saying? She tried to play me. Like, no. And I'm like, dude, these got my mama's initials on it. Now, I'm pissed. And at the time, the reason why I didn't argue, I didn't argue with my father. I just walked out the house. It's because, like, I was going to hit him with logical points. And if he would have came back with some bull crap, I would have lost my mind. So I didn't want to mess it up for my sister. I just left the house. Because I wanted to be like, dude, your mama just passed. Imagine if I had something that's of your mama's and I didn't want to give it to you. My mom is still alive. One day she's not going to be here. But, you know, it's whatever. I got real pissed about that. Real pissed about that because I didn't appreciate it, you know. And the more I thought about it, you know, and I mean, my sister, we've been talking. And it's like I now I understand a lot of things. My sister, um, long story short, God bless her. She has to relocate for her job. And just from looking at her and listening to her and hearing a lot of her critiques of my father, I can understand more where she comes from in a lot of things, you know, and because and I think because I have daughters, I think that no, I think that's why maybe God gave me so many daughters because I can learn and I can apply this information and hopefully change this generational curse type thing, because it's really crazy in my family just dealing with men. You know what I'm saying? It's always in my family. I don't know. It's weird. Like, my uncles didn't have good relationships with their sons. You know what I'm saying? My father don't have a good relationship with me. He don't have a good relationship with his daughter, my sister. You know what I'm saying? We got different mothers. But and even then, it's crazy because I understand it, you know. And it's weird now dealing with everything and how things are. And it's almost like a different world. You know what I'm saying? But 
just like just how men were like the very definition of the men I grew grew up around. They probably would call it toxic. I would think it's good guys, but I get you know times are changing. But like my old man and I get and it's like I explained to my sister and even then I'm seeing now with my children it's not an excuse. You know, and I say that without even getting into the point fully. I apologize. I say that because it's like with me. My old man used to whoop my ass. I used to get to go in the basement, take your clothes off and get whipped with extension cord. You know what I'm saying? That's all I knew. Getting choked up. You know, my dad threw a screwdriver at me one time. Almost hit me in the eye if I can, you know, hit my cheek. Now, a lot of this stuff for me fucks me up because I don't I didn't remember it till now. But now with me, and this is the fucked up part for me. My bar is set that like. Long as I don't do shit like my old man did to me. Long as I don't tell my kids I wish you wasn't my kid. If I don't choke them. If I don't, you know, abuse my kids. If I don't do all kinds of fucked up shit. I am a good dad. But it's messed up because my kids still need more than that. You know what I'm saying? If any of y'all ever watched like Dragon Ball Z and shit. I'm be reaching into my fucking patience like Goku. I literally, die. for those of y'all who don't be in, because I know my nigga Drax, he listens to this shit. He gonna get the reference. Most of y'all motherfuckers, y'all don't, you know. Basically, he's just, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out power I don't have. I'm pulling out patience I do not possess. Dealing with my kids, you know what I'm saying? And it's so easy for me to be like, nigga, I don't got no patience. Slap, this is what it is. And again, back to my father, and I know I'm all over the place, forgive me, y'all. Trying to articulate, y'all my therapist right now. Like with my father, you know what I'm saying? Because of what I went through, I know what it's like to be on the other end. So I don't beat my kids. I don't do that. I say a lot of crazy shit to them, but I don't hurt my kids. And even if I have to whoop my kids or whatever, I come back and we talk. How do I know this shit? I know this because I now that I'm older, I remember him whooping my ass and like walking off. And it's funny. Like, I don't know. And it's like, I don't really know. I really don't know if it's funny. That's just me being real with y'all right here. Because it's just every time I think of some shit and it's fucked up, I laugh. You know, every time it's fu- I think about it, I laugh. It's funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But looking back, it really ain't. You know, but I have to laugh because I don't know how else to do that shit. And it's funny. And in the same sense, I could look at my father and uncles and them and know how I'm grateful they taught me how to kill everything. Kill everything inside you and be a man and do what the fuck need to be done. But on the other hand, how do I process and deal with these emotions? I don't know how. I keep pushing stuff down, but I'm scared one day I'm just going to snap. And I know I'm going to snap, and my plan is. And I know I'm going to think it's stupid. I want to go to seek help right before I snap. Like, if I snap at 4 o'clock, I want to be in the in the therapist office at 3.58. <laughs> and I know for those, that's not how therapy works. I get it. You know, you can't, you can't undo masses uh, of psychosis or whatever it is. Just not like, you know, if you got A's, oh, you came in the right time, bloop, magic Johnson blood. Nah, it don't work that way. But just for me, and again, like I told y'all before, my granddaddy pulled his own wisdom tooth out with pliers. That's, that's what I draw all of my strength from. When I can't do any more, when I'm losing my mind, the kids is losing their mind. It's like times I've had to, I had to take the dog outside because it's like, I'm about to hurt this dog. Like I feel myself like I'm about to black the fuck out and kill this man. And a lot of times I can sit and talk and I can joke about that with y'all. I can't say that shit to my kids. And I understand that because my kids are thinking like, what the fuck that nigga gonna, he gonna black out on me? And it's funny, but it's not funny. You know, I would never do that with my kids, but 
I say all that shit to come back to my dad and be like, I can give that because I have my wife. My wife, like a lot of times I'll be downstairs watching TV and I'll get pissed because my kid, my daughters are upstairs fucking running around giggling. You know what I'm saying? I had to put that post on boom off in the boondoggers. You know what I'm saying? Did I catch you having fun? But that's just me because I'm irritable. You know what I'm saying? And I'm definitely dancing all over this motherfucker and not making no sense. I don't think so. Hmm. Let's move on to the uh, next segment. What do we have? Oh, we got what's trending. Let's go. Lights, camera, action, glitz, and glamour. Whether they rap, dribble a ball, or pose in front of cameras. It's time to judge the flawed gods that we create. So let's look at what's trending today. All right. I know a lot has been going on since last we've had a what's trending, but now we're talking about the impending quote unquote divorce of Cardi B. And who is it? Offset. Yeah, Offset from uh, Migos. Ole. So everybody talking about this, uh, you know, and it's interesting to me. I don't I don't trust none of this shit because they drop WAP. Megan Thee Stallion gets shot. Um, nothing happened. No one went to jail. Uh, just my personal gripe. I have something to do with this. Then Cardi B is going to divorce her husband Offset. Is it publicity? I don't know. It's not the first time she says she was going to divorce this man. So I don't know. We'll see. Personally, myself, I find it interesting because I was telling my wife that I see in the near future she is going to divorce Offset. She has to get rid of him because Cardi B is a brand. And if she spin this right, cause let's keep it real, white people fucking love her. And if she can spin this shit right, I can see Cardi B being like a late night talk show host legitimately. And with the internet and all that shit, she can make moves. I mean, hell, she was endorsing Pepsi. She went from stripping to doing Pepsi. I mean, endorsing Pepsi. And that's not even a diss. That's fucking congratulating, you know, congratulating her. More power to her. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I just think it's really interesting. A lot of conversation has been had about it. Personally, myself, I don't give a fuck. But, I look at it like this, man. A lot of everybody been talking about it. And it's like, okay. I knew from the beginning, you know, it wasn't going to work out. And it's because I think it was that Michael Shea had a real good... Was it Michael Shea? No, I think it was uh, Carmichael. He had a joke about it. And Gerard Carmichael, he was just saying, basically, the more money you have, the more money, the more shit she'll put up with. You know, nobody yet. Dang, I'm state quoting comedians. But Ryan White said this. I thought it was a really good joke. He talked about how his wife didn't like Tiger Woods for the cheating shit. He was like, but you cool with your brother-in-law. He cheated on your sister. Well, she only did it once. Probably because they only could once. And that's something I was talking to one of my people on Facebook about. And it's really interesting to me how I'm married. I wouldn't cheat on my wife. But let's keep it real. Like I told my man, if Jill Scott was trying to come on to me and just had to, you know, just, just had it in for me. My best defense is running and screaming. That is literally, as a man with a working dick, that is literally my only defense running and screaming because if i'm cornered i'm only a man that's being real you know i'm honestly like a lot of time with this you know people talk about cheating and stuff it's like mostly all the men who i know who have been married have cheated does that mean you should does that mean every man cheats nah i don't might have a whole another conversation how i think men ain't supposed to be with one person but that's for another time you know what i'm saying the point i'm trying to make is 
Women, I believe, and I know it's gonna get hate mail. A lot of y'all, y'all come in the world. I don't want to say come in the world because it's gonna be, but you, 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 y'all already know by the time it's time for y'all to start picking. You used to know you can damn near get any man you want with enough work. It's possible. You know what I'm saying? For men, we don't have that option. Like I was telling my wife, I love her to death. Let me have guys. I said, just only imagine the fact, not the fact that I'm just paid and I'm good looking. The fact that all these bitches know I got cho, I got cash. Who the fuck I am? Don't have it be like, oh, I just want to be with you. Dude, the temptation will drive a nigga crazy. Knowing that you could be in, in, in line at Kroger or, or Piggly Wiggly or wherever you at. Shout out uh, Connecticut. Get all the plays out there. What's up, y'all? Hit me up. Was it Fairfield? I think it's Fairfield. What up, Buford? Getting a lot of plays out there. Getting some out there and jump. What up, y'all? Hit me up. Anyway, you gotta have all this money, man. And just imagine you in line knowing you could ask that chick right in front of you. She ain't even the baddest chick in the world. You sure she married? Got a husband? Probably a soccer mom. Will. Will kept schedule. All this shit. Just go tap her on the shoulder. Hey, don't you want to sit in the mic, see my car and suck my dick? Okay, let me finish ringing this up. Nigga. The average nigga would lose his mind if you could just tell any chick, hey, just let me see your dick. You couldn't deal with that. Now imagine, like, I done seen a video before where they had Migos hollering this chick inside of a Waffle House. They put their, whatever, put their number in, like, I think a sugar packets. Slid it to her and was like, blah, blah, blah. I told the waitress what to say, gave her an extra big tip. The whole girl texted them while she was with her man. As soon as we get home, you go to sleep, I'm out. To have that kind of, I am, a, I am a good, I'm not gonna say I'm a good man. I'm a decent man. I would fold underneath that pile. Especially my pro black ass, knowing I could fuck up half a white Republican home. Oh my God, I'd lose my damn mind. And just know, not even, that's not even getting into just the bad chicks. Being able, and that's the whole nother thing about it. You know, I'm not excusing cheating, just going into it. Fellas, y'all know what I'm talking about. The other downside of when you're in a relationship, nigga, it's like when you won't, when you don't have nobody, you holler, damn, I lost, I have nothing. You already got something, I ain't got nothing to lose. But I'm not saying that, you know. But anyway, with that whole thing, and it's real interesting to me because, you know, when you got that much money and you that young, ain't nobody trying to settle down. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's besides the fact that I believe in uh, marriage as an institution. It's, it's done. It's done. And I'm happily married. And I, I'm not saying I don't, you know, but but as people know it and people in the roles that need to be played within the marriage, it's, it's, it's done. You know what I'm saying? Just like what they saying with that shit, you got to grow together or you grow apart. I had to do shit. I had to become what my wife needs. I am what have to, you know, fine tune and better myself. Same thing she do. Just like in the same sense I talk about, I mean, see how my wife be getting in my ass mouth. No. For real? No. Okay. I don't know. I feel like them too. I don't know them and I'm not about to get into all that, but just if I had to, you know, go with the naked eye, he probably ain't balancing her out and vice versa. And back to the whole father thing, what I learned about. It's also interesting when you become a father, you learn how to look at females, women, whatever differently. You know, I see how my daughters act with me and how they deal with me. And it's like, it makes me see how I used to talk to chicks and how they used to act. And it was funny. Like I used to think of a chick winked at me, waved at me. She won't my dick. Oh my God. Hey. What's going on, match this and that, blah, blah, blah. I like your shirt. She want me to fuck her in this shirt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But now I just see, like, with my daughters, they just it's love. I just want to sit next to you. And I be getting mad. Like, what the? How the hell you get on my leg? I just want to sit next to you. If I can't, I'll just sit on the chair above you. And all that stuff. And it's weird for us as men. 
Like, until I had my daughters, I really had no understanding of that. I don't want to say intimacy because it's weird, but that closeness, you know, and like a lot of times my wife, we get into it because she always want to cuddle. I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, bet. Okay. Why are you taking your pants off? You about to get it in. I just want to cuddle. Cuddle leads to getting it in. No, I don't. I just want to be close. I want to be close for a thing. I'll get it in eventually. I'm confused. But you got to learn how to deal with stuff. People deal with it differently. You know what I'm saying? So... That yeah, that's that's what that is. With that being said, dog, that is the end of what's trending. And um moving on to the next subject. Let's go. Alright, so finally, 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 I've been for giving out this phone number, giving out my email for y'all. I see a lot of y'all listening to me. You know what I'm saying? See about like last I look, I got like 52 plays in Fairfield, Connecticut. What's up? Hit me up. I see you, Buford, Georgia. What's up? Holla at me, man. Anyway, as I was saying, somebody finally hit me up, you know what I'm saying? On the phone number, on the hotline. You know what I'm saying? I'm real grateful. So we're going to take this time for a new segment I've been wanting to do for a while, but my lame ass ain't got no fucking feedback. So this is my new segment called Feed Black. I'm going to present to you guys voicemails that I got from one of my lovely esteemed listeners. Then I'm going to retort or answer what they're going to say, what they asked or whatnot. So that's what it is. Here we go. From you to us and back to you. It's the Feed Black. Hey, Matt. So this is Lilu. I'm calling from Atlanta. I kind of want to try out this hotline of yours. Um, so how about I follow you on social media and I listen to the podcast. Now, my motivation in listening, like why I continue to listen, isn't even so much that you reflect my beliefs or my perspective. If anything, a lot of times it's like quite opposite. But I love how genuine you are like I love that you're giving us your authentic self your authentic thoughts and beliefs and I just I appreciate the realness so that's why I keep listening a little shout out to you um but like I said I follow you on social media right so what had me calling is because you often post about this idea of like the agenda and when you do it you're referencing like um like a gay agenda right Moving forward, I don't want to use the word gay because I feel like there's this whole spectrum, like this whole spectrum of like sexuality and identity, and that's what all those letters are for in the acronym, but those letters are mouthfuls. I think I'm a swap gay for queer. I think that hopefully that's not an offensive term, but I think it's more all-encompassing. Um, but I feel like whenever you talk about it, and I know that in the past you've talked about this idea of like taking turns where you feel like the the plight of black people should be forefront and you know then if there's a a queer agenda like that should be secondary like let us let us get this win first um and i just don't see it i don't agree with the idea of it being like this competition and specifically your idea of like entertainment right when you when you talk about um because you mentioned watchmen or whatever and i will agree that there are certain things I watch and certain storylines where it seems almost forced, like the idea of including some type of a uh, queer aspect, some some 
gay uh, love story or anything like that. Like, it sometimes seems forced. Like, you know, you just went out of your way to include it. Um, but I do think it's, it stands out for us, for one, because we would have grown up in a time where you didn't see that. Like, you must be, first of all, we didn't always have Internet like that, right? But once you did, it's like you got to be on some dark corners of the Internet to, to see um especially when you're talking about male to male homosexuality like it just wasn't that was not a story being shown or told and you for sure weren't seeing it on your primetime television so it's going to be shocking for our eyes and i think if if you're talking about this idea of an agenda i just don't like the negative connotation of it um but i do feel like there is this intention of desensitizing and normalizing other lifestyles, other sexualities, other um, ways that people like identify um, themselves. And I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't think it's bad. Like I don't fault them. What I, I feel like you see it so prominently in media and entertainment because there's such a, um, a saturation within that industry of queer people like they're part of the engine that makes it run so if that's their platform where they're all up and through there from not to be stereotypical but from like hair and makeup to wardrobe to set design to actors to to you know producers directors executives like they're all up and through there and if they have that ability to tell their stories and see themselves represented of course they want that it's the same reason we want a black holiday barbie for our children and you know or we want to see uh, a black family on a cheerios commercial or a black baby on the pampers box or whatever it is we want to see ourselves represented of course there are other groups of people that want to see themselves represented so i think really what it is is just if they're doing such a great job representing themselves through media what better ways can we represent ourselves as black people and and our plight so i feel like this is the first year within 2020 one place where we are truly um like an engine that we make run if we're talking about people of color or black people specifically is sports and you know like sure in years past like kaepernick uh made his stance right but look at the hell he caught for it and people basically left him out to dry like nobody wants to really go down with that shit but now this year it's black lives matter across the court um during playoffs and everybody's got these customized jerseys talking about equality and black lives and and all kinds of things like that so i think um even though i don't think it's enough and i think in some i think it's almost harmful in ways because I feel like the powers that be are letting the players feel like they're having a say so that they just shut up and play. Um, but I think it's significant that they skipped a couple of playoff games or whatever happened there. I won't pretend to be a sports fan. Um, but my point is that's a platform that if we took control of it, we can push our message and our agenda. So I don't know. I was just calling to give you some shit about um, – me feeling like he was on there uh giving queer people some shit like they're doing what they're supposed to do they've got an industry they got a stronghold on and they're using it this damn thing keeps cutting me off i'm gonna need you to um have a hotline that lets me talk forever um but that was the end of my thought and i just wanted to say again like i appreciate i appreciate how authentic you are um 
and the information that you you present to your listeners. So I can't never fault you for that. Nothing but respect there. Uh, separately, let's see how far I can get. Uh, I know you wanted to do a show about fathers and black men and I feel like I've got like a lot of complicated thoughts on that so almost to the point that it's like what would I even say what would I even ask but I did see there's some kind of like marriage boot camp um situation that I watched some hip-hoppy marriage boot camp um and there was a line that they said on there that was like the your wait hold on how did it go um your daughter will live the life you give your wife something like that is how the line went and i thought that was really profound so like it just made me think from the the aspect of like like wondering as a father and like a black man a black father of daughters like where where do you fall when it comes to imagining what you want for your own daughters in relationships when they grow older what you plan to teach them um how you plan like do you approach it that way where you feel like because you have an awesome relationship with your wife um are you consciously trying to show them an example of what they need to expect from their husbands um but i just i love that line um i don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that i'd love to hear your thoughts um and other than that i guess i'll check you next time from you to us and back to you it's the feed black all right that's real huh so anyway um i want to thank you what is it lilu don't want to say it wrong um i want to thank you for for leaving your voicemail i'm sorry that my uh free voicemail service isn't longer and i'm very happy that you are so opinionated to say three voicemails worth of things and you're not dissing me so that that's awesome so i i really appreciate the appreciation you know what i'm saying because lord knows i try i work so hard on this you know what i'm saying but yeah let's get into what we're talking about okay so as far as what you said about um the gay agenda and um Okay, when I say the gay agenda, I do not say, and I've said this before, I believe, I don't believe every single gay person is a sleeper cell in the gay agenda waiting to come out and sabotage shit. No, I do not. I don't believe a large majority of gay people are in on the quote unquote gay agenda. I believe the gay agenda does exist. I, again, don't believe gay people are running said agenda. I will repeat again, not saying that because I have a problem, just so no one else misunderstands. I believe, like I said before, gay white people can still be racist. There are gay white people who will prefer a gay man, white man, be with another gay white man and whatnot and so forth and so forth. I don't have a problem with them. I say as a black man, when dealing with people, when we talk and I'm talking to my gay brothers and sisters and we talk about these things, I am to be honest and straightforward. I have no stock in gay rights. None. Whether you receive them, whether you do not, does not affect me at all. That is just being fair, straight up and down. I am not being me. Do I want you to have your rights? Yes. Do I think you deserve your rights? Yes. Now, as far as black gay people, which is the only people I care about is black people. I say, when we had these conversations, nigga, 
If we get black rights, you are covered under that shit too. Now, the gay rights that you also want and deserve is another thing entirely, which I feel you. That affects me in no way. Like I said before, do I think gay people should get married? No. Would I fall out of my chair to stop it? No. So when I say these things, it's because a lot of times the gay struggle, I'm sorry, the queer, I'll make a point to say that and I'm not pandering. I don't want to really offend nobody. I offend when I say shit what I'm saying, but if that's an offensive term, I'll try to stick to queer. Queer people's struggle is not my struggle. My struggle is not queer people's struggle. I don't want those two confused. Because you can let gay people vote. That I mean, gay people get married. Like, it's fucked up. They can't vote. Gay people get married. That ain't getting me my reparations. You can do whatever. You can get them a, a, a tax zip status. That's not going to kill the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. You know what I'm saying? That don't do shit for me. And like I argue with people when I say shit. And it's fucked up because talking about this gay thing. I was in this group. I think it was on Facebook. And I'm feeling bad. Fuck groups on Facebook. It's called, not, not saying fuck this group, which is called Black Heroes Everywhere. Fuck groups in, on Facebook in general. Fuck Facebook. I get mad because you can't have an opinion about anything that's gay. That's not pro-gay. They say, like, uh, my problem was, and as she, um, you know, my, my buddy here, Lilu, had pointed out about with uh, Watchmen. I have a problem with Watchmen. I watched it. I haven't even finished it. They just put a bad taste in my mouth. And um, they had a post about uh, a Lovecraft country, and I want to watch it. I've been waiting for the episodes to line up so I can have my, my bootleg dude hit me up so I can you know, watch it all at once. But I was waiting to see what I hear about. I knew it was going to be a scene with a black man fucking a white man or a white man fucking a black man. I knew it was coming. So I just sat and I waited. And if I never heard it, oh, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Side note, even though I'm not with all this shit, I still bought Watchmen. You know what I'm saying? I got to support. But anyway, and even when like, well, I'll get back to that. But anyway, and then somebody had a post about that and they was talking. There's a lot of black people saying, why is it that every time we have a story, you have to pigeon in a gay person into it? And it's not that, oh, it's just the gay. No, it has nothing to do with the plot. It doesn't evolve anything. It's just there. I don't mean gay people are it's. I just mean the, just, the, the gay person is just there. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't, it doesn't further anything. Like, I love Scott Pilgrim. Love the movie and the comic. Love it. Wallace Wells was a full-fleshed-out person. Dude was a horn dog. Gay is all outdoors, but I fucks with Wallace Wells. A lot of people in there was gay. A lot of representation, them being gay, was not who they were. That's what I don't like. Watchmen, my man who was a, is a black man, all this other stuff, fighting the man. His black woman motivated him to fight and stand up. He was broken until his woman told him, get out there and do what you got to do. Put the mask on, whooping people's asses. Then, okay, I get the point. I understand what they're talking about. Watchmen is very well written. Kudos y'all on the minis. But then they had a scene where he ended up getting fucked by the white gay superhero. Never comes back into play again. Ever. No other time. I haven't finished it. I'm like two episodes left. But unless something happens where it's a big tie-in, but him being gay and they got to answer a question, it was almost to the point like just to weaken him. You can be this all-encompassing, kick-ass, changing the world, everything black man, but you're going to take some white dick in your ass. That's what it seems like. You know what I'm saying? That's what it feels like. 
And I don't like that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I was saying before, if you ever seen I Am Sam, I remember when I seen was think it was Sean Penn. He was in the movie. Usually, I think the corner Fanny was his daughter too. The whole premise of he was he had Downs. I don't know the correct vernacular. He was slow. Okay, he was slow, and his wife left them because she was scared the daughter they had was going to end up being slow too. She didn't. She is perfectly fine, high functioning, everything. The whole movie is about how Sean Penn's character knows he has shortcomings. They want to take the state wants to take his daughter away. And I was a kid watching. I can't watch this movie to this day. Like, it fucks me up. It gets me in emotions and shit. You know what I'm saying? But I watched that movie, and the movie made me realize I didn't see people with different, like, you know, with, with mental disabilities. I didn't see those people. The movie didn't tell me that. I came to that realization that I saw that he wanted his daughter back. He understood my brain don't work like yours. And I'm sorry, but with the little bits that I got left, I know I love this person. And I made this person. And as much as this brain can work, I will do it for her. That made me connect with that character, with anybody who I'd ever seen in my life who had that situation. Perfect example. One of my favorite movies, Birdcage. Nigga, don't turn the Birdcage on. I will watch that shit to the end. I love it. That movie, when I saw it, first time I saw it, I watched it because of Robin Williams. It was a minute before I realized he was gay in the movie. I thought he was acting, but he really was a gay man in the movie. And it caught my attention because he was manly. He wasn't soft on some Tom Selleck shit. If you haven't seen Birdcage, the premise is his son comes to him and he's wants he's going to get married. His girlfriend's family wants to meet him. And he's like, nigga, you got to, you know, and he and the funny thing is the father thinks he has to change or whatever it is for her family. So he acts like he's not gay. He tries not to act gay. So funny. His, uh, his boyfriend, Nathan Lane. Couldn't tone it down if you wanted to. Oh, so great. And it's just dope because in that scene, it made me see, okay, I don't know how this dude is gay, but he has a son. I didn't understand this. Nobody wasn't telling me this shit, but I peeped that. I trust Robin Williams. I, I fuck with Robin. I love Robin Williams. He helped me deal with when I got, I got diagnosed with ADHD, dealing with that shit and not feeling like I was a fucking monster. But anyway, seeing how this guy cared for his son and how... He went against what was natural to him to make it. So his son, if you want this girl, I will act like I'm not gay. And told his boy, his boyfriend, who was super feminine, stop that shit. And it wasn't the fact that it's just that love. It showed me that this motherfucker is no different from me. He loves his son. I would love my son. I love my mom. I love my dad. That got through to me way more. Than any of this other shit. And when it feels forced, I don't fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, that's me. You know what I'm saying? So, when, when I say, let me get mine. What I'm saying is, don't slow me down to help you out. The same thing I say with the feminists. Your struggle is with the, how the white man treats the white woman. We was doing good till y'all came into the middle with all this shit between the black man and the black woman. Because I have yet to see them come out. The feminists come out for Breonna Taylor. Was they out there for Sandra Bland? Now they don't never come out for that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not slowing down what the fuck I'm doing to help y'all when they motherfuckers trying to help me. Again, I don't have any problem with any gay people. But if it came down to black rights and gay rights, psh, black rights all day, son. That's just me being real. So me being a black man, I'm going to tell you, my sympathy only goes this far. 
and and that's not disrespectful. That's me being straight up and real. And I'm sorry if I feel like I got an attitude. I don't have an attitude with you, shoddy. I'm sorry. I'm just talking. I'm passionate. But yeah, that's how I feel. Because, you know, and again, like what you said, I feel you. You know, they, if you if you got your shit and they running whatever, more power, we need to get our shit together. I'm all with that. But a lot of this shit is fucked up. It's because we, we got to play ball. And that's why we got to get our own. Because they'll be like, oh, I'll get you, you know, like, I'll let that nigga be the hero. But you're going to have to uh, get a dick in him. You know what I'm saying? So that I, I feel that. And I don't want to, you know. But yeah, my problem is just like I said before, I, I knew it. Like I said, we, we love craft country. How did I know somebody was going to be? And it's always a muscular. It's never a steady. Can I get like a, a shaft type dude who don't, who, who who's cool and stand up? You know, like, dog, well, can I, get, I take a low down dirty shame. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. It was cool. But it's like, now nah, you don't have that no more. You know what I'm saying? And it's like another thing I peep since we're talking about all this. I ask you, Lilo. When was the last time that you saw a gay dude whose persona was not a caricature on some level of a black woman? Why is that? It's like you don't ever see dudes impersonating like uh, um, a Dionne Warwick type chick. It's always extra. And even with that, I'm not even hating. This is me just asking questions out loud. It's the questions. Uh, the questions. Uh, the questions. Check out JS and King podcast. My stank ass was just on there doing the questions. And tell your producer, I know you edited me out singing the questions, so I sang it on here. <laughs> but yeah, it's never, it never want to really impersonate. You know, no, no, I'm saying that. You never, I've never met a woman as extra as a gay dude. Like, they act like women, but if you, have you ever seen a woman as extra as that, typically across the board? Nah, and I'm not hating. It's just questions I have, and I wonder why. You know what I'm saying? But that's just me. You know what I'm saying? That's just, I'm just, I'm just talking out of my head. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right, let me see. I got to read these little points and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, we're running out of time. All right, as far as the black athletes, I get both sides. I'm different. I'm an extremist. I think the niggas shouldn't play at all. Fuck it. These white motherfuckers don't get entertainment, so we get justice. And I don't mean cops being arrested. I want the motherfuckers dead. But that's me. See, I, if I was LeBron James, I'd ruin the league. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not. Nah. Side note, I also think it's funny. Um, old girl from WNBA married that uh, guy she saved out of prison. Uh, to me, I think it kind of is weird because everybody's like, oh, okay. She trying to save for the culture. Nah, that broad trying to get some dick. <laughs> Side note, it also shows how little people in the WNBA get paid if you can sit out three seasons. But yeah, anyway, back to the athletes and stuff. That's just me. You know, I just think, nigga, you don't stand for nothing. But I also get niggas got to eat. And quote Marvin Gaye, how can I help you when I can't stop living? I completely understand. But they're doing their things. They're trying the best of their ability. Like I said, for me, I'm too much of an extremist to um see or be appreciative of the shit that they doing. You know what I'm saying? Wearing masks and shit and all that. Like, ah, nah, you need, I need more graphic shit. I'm talking fucking Kathy Griffin walking around with the head of the cops. That's the shit I'd be doing. You know, like I said, my shit is only Black Lives Matter. Kill the killers of Breonna Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, side note again, thanks for hitting me up. I appreciate this shit. And um, yeah, my girls, I touched on that a little bit. I'm trying to do a lot better. Learning through dealing with my sister's excuse this dog barking in the background, doing a lot better and trying to be cool with them and nicer with them and understand where they're coming from. And they all dealing a lot of emotion, which is interesting because that's a whole part of my being. I just completely shut off 
and wore the door shut and put dressers in front of that motherfucker. So it's having to deal with emotions and dealing with that and not taking the easy turn of just just being mad and walling out, you know. That's my hardest part. Because like I said, when I was little, I got punched in the chest for crying. And wife's like, you can't do that. No, they did it to me because they love me. If I don't punch them in the chest, I mean, I don't love them. But what they did to you was wrong. Oh. Hmm. You know. I love the death my children make me want to become a better person. The other reason why I'm doing this podcast, why I want to help my people and do something to make a difference or try to, or, you know. Shout out to my wife again. I went way over my time. And she down there with the kids and the dog. And I appreciate and love my baby so much, you know. But yeah, um, I think I think that's that's the end of uh, me answering me. But yeah, my wife, as far as that, I just my wife is my best friend. And I always try to make sure I'm dealing with her like my best friend, because it's like a lot of time my wife is my wife. And it's like it makes her think sometimes. And, you know, and my wife is more than a thing, you know, she's the thing. But no, you know, and it's a lot of times it's hard because in my mind, I've had what I thought my wife was going to be. So she's trapped. She was trapped in the box before she even met me. So when I thought she met me, I just thought she was going to be like, I'll just mold myself to being what you want me to be. And she did to the best of her abilities. And it's my problem was not understanding just like me. I have flaws. And because my wife is so great, I didn't realize I had flaws, you know, and so with her, I just try to work on it and be transparent as possible, man. You know, you know, uh, communication is the key and all that, you know. But these kids is cutting up. I'm going to have to get up out of here. I apologize, y'all, for this one. It's kind of all over the place, you know what I'm saying? But if you feel a need, you want to hit me up also and be on the next Feed Black segment, hit me up at 724-313-4519. 724 four five one nine or you can email me at i e y e black man podcast at gmail.com e y e black man podcast gmail.com you can also hit me up at e y e black man podcast at instagram and i'm also on the book of face and the tube of you sorry seems like i'm hurrying up my son the downstairs deco is crying his butt off like a little baby so I'm about to here, you know what I'm saying? Be slow to speak, quick to listen. Sorry for the delay. And sorry if this falls slightly short, y'all. I'm working under the rest. Peace. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. Boo bye.